Welcome back, friends. I missed you. Glad you're here. Last time, on a feminist romance novel podcast, Temptations at Sweetwater Creek, simmering tension boiled over. Despite Charlotte's distaste for Jack's old-fashioned mindset and condescending attitude, their undeniable chemistry came to a head on the floor of Jack's garage. April tried to convince Charlotte and Polly to make a sudden exit when, to their disbelief, a new guest arrived. It was Beth, April's ex-girlfriend, who is also Jack's sister? Who saw that one coming? Let's see what happens in episode three. Actual fires. Due to extreme hotness, listener discretion is advised. Hi. Why are you at my brother's ranch? It's a funny story, actually. So we were passing through Fort Worth, and I saw this brochure for the Sweetwater Creek Ranch Inn, and I remembered seeing on your Facebook page that you were headed here to visit your brother, and I guess I thought it would be funny if I surprised you, because how funny is this, huh? Surprise! This is not funny. Which is why my new plan was to leave before you got here, but then you got here early, so everything is out in the open. Hooray! Honesty! Oh! Oh, I see what's going on here. I cannot believe you sabotaged our trip and my interview with Dr. Nina Pradesh so that you could get back together with your horrible ex. That's not fair. You broke my car on purpose? Well, you know, it was in the heat of the moment, and yes, uh, yes, I did. Jesus, you knew how important this interview was to me. Oh, really? What were you saying a few minutes ago about staying here to fuck some redneck asshole? Hey, that's not fair. April, you broke my car, lied about it, and got us stuck in Texas for God knows how long so you could orchestrate an accidental run-in with your shitty ex. Yeah, I'm still here. Beth, it's great to see you. Thanks, Polly. And you're trying to turn this on me? Well, maybe. Some friend you turned out to be. So you do know each other. That night, Dylan sat at his desk, writing in his diary as he reflected over the events of the past day. His thoughts whirled as the warm winds whispered through the window in waning moonlight. Dear Diary, It's been a while since I've taken the time to write and reflect. In fact, I haven't reflected in a very long time. Texas is different than my home. Much warmer, yet somehow... I still feel a chill. Maybe it's just me. I'm staying at an inn where people are rather friendly, and yet I cannot bear to get close to any of them. Even Polly. Especially Polly. Oh, she's so intelligent and worldly, but she thinks I'm some kind of 
monster. And she's not wrong. I do not trust myself around her luscious, red lips and her pulsing personality. Oh, it feels like it's been a thousand years since I felt this way about anyone. Dylan was overcome by his feelings for Polly. A deep, throbbing lust was ready to be unchained. But I cannot. I cannot bring myself to go after her. What? But it was time to let loose. No. No. Never again. But seriously, it was time for him to go do her. I shall never allow myself to befoul her pristine beauty. For it would be so, so wrong. No, it's fine. Just go. It's time to go. Dylan wanted to devour every inch of her sensuality. I need... I need to rest. Maybe I should turn in. Dylan had no need for sleep, though. Jeez, I've been up too long. I missed my shows, and I forgot to set my DVR. Ugh, this whole day. That same night, April stood outside of Beth's window, holding a boombox over her head. Everywhere you are, I won't be too far. Behind every bar, hiding in your car, I'll be stuck in you. Beth, come on, Beth. I love you. We belong together. Isn't that supposed to be Peter Gabriel? I don't have a Peter Gabriel tape. Do you know how hard it is to get tapes? Now I get why you always carry this boombox around. But it's over, April. This is crazy. But April knew that it's never over when it's true love. I know. I know. I just love her so much. And I keep feeling like it's my fault. Like I just need to find the right thing to show her how much I love her and she'll take me back. One perfect, magical, romantic gesture. Like getting her name tattooed on my ass. You slapped me! This isn't you. You're stronger than this. You don't need Beth. You just need to move on with your life. Polly, why have all my broom handles been sharpened into points? Not now, Luke. We're busy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Polly was right. It was time to move on. Right. Move on. Hey, Luke, wait up. No, 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 no. That's not what I meant. The next morning, Charlotte reflected in her diary. Dear diary, yesterday was just the worst day ever. After what April did, I don't know if I'll even make it to my interview with Dr. Nina Pradesh. <sighs> Uh, maybe it's for the best. I don't know what I'm doing. April was right. I'm not strong enough to handle all this pressure. I'd probably just embarrass myself in front of Dr. Nina Pradesh. <laughs> I bet Dr. Nina Pradesh would say something sophisticated like, 
such a pleasure to finally meet you. And I just get nervous and say something dumb like, Oh yeah, nice to meet you, miss. And then I'd be stuck in that accent for the whole interview. And she would go, What makes you qualified to be my research fellow? And I'd go, I got the goods all right with the doctorate and whatnot, governor. And she would go, where did you get your degree again? I thought you were from Boston. And I go, I am from Boston, England. Charlotte went on this way for a good half hour. All right, cheerio. Sounds dreadful. And then she'd realize that I'm not a good linguist and also that my skirt is on backwards, which it probably would be. Plus, you'd be so lonely. Plus, I'd be so lonely out there in San Diego. All of my friends are back in Boston. Although, I'm not even sure if I can call April a friend anymore. Maybe I should just stay here with Jack. Charlotte imagined long, sunlit days tending the garden and selling home-brewed kombucha on the internet. It could be... nice. Later that day, April poured her heart out to Luke in the kitchen. It's not like Charlotte even knows what I'm going through. Beth and I had a real connection, you know? And after three years together, she just left? Yeah, I... Still can't believe it. I can imagine, but you were together for three years. That's impressive. Yeah, I guess, but I don't know. I thought she was the one. Well, I I would love to have a relationship last for three years. I can never seem to make it work. Why not? I'm always moving around. I I can't seem to hold on to a job. How long have you been here at the ranch? A few months. I'll probably have to move on from here soon, too. What do you mean? Well, something always seems to go wrong. I just can't figure out what it is. Like when I was a fireman. People kept calling in false alarms, and when I broke down the door, they were always standing there, naked. This week on Burning Passions. Where's the fire? In my pants, Luke. In my pants. No! Burning Passions. Only on Lifetime. April wondered what it would be like to be naked with Luke. With nothing between them but sweat and desire. Is it hot in here? I am so sorry. Let me turn on a fan. The fan blew Luke's hair back and his shirt opened. Every time! I don't mind. So then I started waiting for confirmation that the fires were real. And they started setting actual fires. April couldn't help but notice the quiet soulfulness of Luke's penetrating blue eyes. With a man like that, she'd never feel alone. Um, what other jobs have you had? I was a bartender for a while. Business was great. And then the owner started. Ladies' night. This week on Ladies' Night. Oops, I spilled my drink on your pants, Luke. Let me clean that up for you. But these are dry clean only. No! (laughs) Ladies' night. Only on the Food Network. April felt a flare of jealousy overtake her. How dare those women treat Luke like a piece of meat when he was clearly such perfect relationship material. Luke would never up and move to Tampa to find himself. Fucking Beth. Now I can never go back. After that, I was a gardener for a wealthy heiress. Her prize roses never looked better. 
Next week on The Gardener's Secret. I can't find my trowel. No! <laughs> the Gardener's Secret. Only on Masterpiece. Luke paced while he recounted his tale of woe, his tight pants clinging to... You can totally see the outline of his penis in those pants. April. April looked at it. And, and And yeah. But then, one day, the heiress's daughter was waiting for me in the tool shed. Naked. I was concerned, so I went to the house to tell the heiress. I found her in her dressing room. She was strangely unconcerned. And then she started taking off her clothes. The outline of his penis. So I went to find her husband. He was strangely unconcerned. And then he started taking off his clothes. His penis. So I ran. I ran until I found myself in Sweetwater Creek. I met Jack and he gave me a job here on the ranch. Who knows how long it'll last. It's so difficult for me to connect with people. You're the first woman I've been able to really talk to. The only woman who doesn't just stare longingly at my muscles. They are really long. Wait. It is all too much. I must go. Were you talking to Luke? Yeah. It's really sad. He's had it tough. April, where are your pants? Huh. Charlotte had been looking for Jack everywhere. She knew if she could just find him, he would take her in his strong arms and make everything okay again. But instead of Jack, she found April, standing on the porch, looking out across the plains. For a moment, they were silent. So, you want to talk about what you did? What do you want me to say? How about you're sorry? You weren't even going to do the interview anyway. What did you say? I knew this was going to happen. We'd come all the way out here to support you and you'd bail at the last minute like always. Uh, That's bullshit. Hmm. How many majors did you have in college? Everyone changes majors a few times. What about your novel? Well, what about... What about your tattoo, Charlotte? That best friends tattoo we were supposed to get? I've got the word best tattooed on my right butt cheek, but there's no friends on your ass to go with it. Now I just look like I'm bragging. None of those things are important. You bailed on me when Beth left. You disappeared. I was a wreck and I needed you. And you weren't there. Charlotte couldn't deal with this right now. All she needed to do was leave, find Jack, and blow off some steam. I have to go. I'm full of steam. No. You know what? That's not fair. Beth sucked. I tried to help you move on, but you just wanted to be mopey about her forever. It's over. Deal with it. Charlotte was being so self-righteous. April wanted to go find Luke right now. He would totally get it. I have to find Luke right now. He can totally get it. And fine. Beth makes me crazy. I didn't handle it well. Maybe I got stuck on her. At least I stick with things instead of bailing on everything and everyone. Charlotte was not going to even dignify that with the response she wanted to leave so bad. 
I'm not going to even dignify that with a response. I just want to leave so bad. And now I guess I've lost you too. April needed to leave right then and find a man, a sexy man, to make things better. I just need a sexy man to make things better. Are you okay? No! Well, neither was Charlotte. Well, neither am I. Would you two just go? God! Would us two just go? God! After that contentious fight, Charlotte finally found Jack. Jack invited Charlotte back to his room, his sanctuary, where he could really be himself. The sorry is so dark in my room. The light bulb burned out a while ago, so now I'll just leave the TV on mute for light. <laughs> so glad you're fixing my car. Uh, I'm sorry, that was rude. I'm just really pissed off at April. But Jack probably didn't want to hear about Charlotte's girl drama. Charlotte decided to steer the conversation towards his interests. I mean, those are cool posters. Oh, you like them? This one's my favorite. See? Here's me bench-pressing 536 pounds, a county record, by the way, and it says, work hard. Bench harder. Charlotte found that very inspirational. Very inspirational. My dad always says that your mind is the strongest muscle, but I proved him wrong. What? Want to see some of my CrossFit moves? This one is a thruster. And this here is a, it's a clean and jerk. And, and this here is a snatch and grab. And this is probably the most challenging. The Downward Dog Reverse Hip Buster. Uh, oh, um, why, why don't you show me what else you can do with those big, strong arms? I bet you'd like to see some, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. Well, how about push-ups? Oh. One. Charlotte Two. was ready for Jack to Three. grab her with those bulging oh. biceps and ah. gracefully unpants her. Charlotte had waited long enough and felt like she was going to explode with sexual desire. Hey, sit on my back and I'll keep going. Uh, why don't we move over to the bed? Charlotte's loins shuddered with pulsing waves of need. Hold on, I've got five more. You've got five seconds to get over here and show me your snatch and grab, or you're going to be alone, practicing your clean and jerk. Three, four, five, okay. Jack ran his hands down Charlotte's front parts. Oh, this is what I need. Oh, yeah, tell me what you want, baby. Tell me you like it. Oh, I like it, baby. Tell me you need me. Oh, I need you so bad. Charlotte felt safe in Jack's powerful embrace. With a strong man like Jack thrusting beneath her, Charlotte could do anything. Tell me I'm a hot Amazon warrior. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, like Xena. Yeah, you're so Xena right now. Mm, tell me I'm a hot Amazon warrior who's going to rock my interview with Dr. Nina Pradesh. Uh, uh, sure, yeah. Those things. Tell me I'm not wasting my life following a dream that I'm statistically unlikely to achieve. Uh, yes, uh, okay. You, you, you're a statistic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't really know where this is going, but I'm like really into this. Tell me my friends love me enough to keep in touch after I move away. What? Are, are you are you okay? What? Uh, yeah. I'm I'm fine. Sorry. Tell me what you want. Um Tell me I'm strong. You're so strong, baby. Tell me I'm strong enough to operate a small ranch in an increasingly corporate agricultural economy. Yeah, baby, you're totally strong enough. Tell me that getting an online degree in poetry doesn't threaten my masculinity. Yeah, that's actually pretty hot. And tell me that there's still a place for conservative values in a world that I'm less and less able to understand. You know I can't do that. Do you want to have this fight right now? No, I don't. Honestly, I just don't want to be alone right now. Me neither. Damn. Will you be my big spoon? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 what will this sudden spooning mean for Charlotte and Jack's relationship? Can Charlotte and April's friendship recover? Will Luke ever find someone who appreciates him for more than his beautiful, beautiful body? Find out in the thrilling conclusion of a feminist romance novel podcast, Temptations at Sweetwater Creek. A feminist romance novel podcast, Temptations at Sweetwater Creek, is a Cat Stash production, starring Emily Laverdeer as Charlotte, Aaron Sheehy as April, Nicole Abundanza as Polly, Alex Daru as Jack, Devin Courtney as Luke, Gregory Scott as Dylan, Amy Lee Frizzy as Beth, Liz Jakovsky as the announcer, and featuring R.H. Abdelghani as the narrator. This show was written, produced, and directed by Kat Stash, Sam McGeary, Leah Birkenwald, and Ben Sandler. Foley, audio engineering, and original music composed by Jonah Garcia. Original artwork by Natalie Koskel. This episode featured the song I'll Be Stalking You, written and composed by Jay Stevens, with inspiration from The Police. Dialogue recorded at The Bridge Sound and Stage in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Find us online at catstash.net, facebook.com slash catstashproductions, and at Catstash on Instagram. For Catstash, I'm Leah Birkenwald. Thanks for listening. Everywhere you are, I won't be too far. Behind every bar, hiding in your car, I'll be stuck.
I'll be stalking you 